Leaders in Worship podcast, episode number five. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship podcast. Our purpose is to equip, connect, and develop leaders in the area of worship ministry. I'm your host, Matt Perkins, and I'm thankful that you tuned in today. We have a special guest today, worship leader, songwriter, recording artist, and now adding to that, author Ricardo Sanchez. We're going to be talking about an upcoming book that he has. It's releasing this September, It's Not Over, and uh, also be talking about a testimony of some things that God did in their family's life, and specifically in his son Josiah's life. And you'll find all of the information in the show notes at leadersinworship.com slash 005. Hey, I want to tell you about a new app that's available in the App Store if you are an iOS device user, if you have an iPhone, an iPod Touch, an iPad. If you have one of those devices, Apple has now released an app called Podcasts. Now, one of the things that they're rumoring is that in the upcoming iOS 6, that the podcast will not be in the regular music player. It's going to be something totally different in its own app. And so you can go to the App Store now, it's available, and download podcasts. And you can search right in there, that field, Leaders in Worship, and this podcast will come up and you can subscribe right there. Now, one of the other things you can do, you can select whether you want those to auto-download or if you want to just stream those from your phone. And uh, you can subscribe, you can unsubscribe from your favorite podcasts. And so uh, if you want, maybe try that out and see. And while you're at it, if you are in the iTunes store, uh, would you be kind enough to take a moment and uh, leave us a starred rating and maybe a written review? And that helps as we uh, have people trying to find us then uh, we can move up in the search rankings and people can find us easily and we can spread this resource to other people. Well, at this time, I want to welcome Ricardo Sanchez. We're going to go right to this interview. Ricardo, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. Today, you actually are in Orlando. You have a book signing that's happening. And uh, why don't you take a moment and just tell us about the book and what you have coming up. Well, Matt, it's great to be with you. Thank you so much. You've been such a good friend throughout the years. And uh we respect you highly in the ministry that you've produced over 20 years of leading worship. And uh, it's just great to be in Orlando. It's great to be wanted somewhere. We're actually a part of the uh, ICRS book signing. Uh, this year we were asked to write a book um, about something we went through uh, June 9th of uh, 2011. My son um, dove into the shallow end of a friend's pool and broke his neck. Mm. And um, by the grace and the mercy of God, he's totally fine. Uh, doctors gave him 1% chance of survival. Excuse me, first responders gave him 1% chance of survival. Wow. Um, and, you know, through a series of circumstances, we came to understand that uh, the surgeon at Scottish Rite Hospital uh, said that the x-rays from urgent care to the x-rays there in emergency are two totally different x-rays. So this Muslim doctor said, keep praying to your God, keep doing what you're wow. doing. So we created a video on YouTube, which is Ricardo Sanchez's testimony. And uh, Charisma Publishing saw it, and they said, we want to sign you to a book deal. So that's what we're doing here in Orlando. We're, uh, we're going to be doing our first book signing here uh, to all the distributors and retailers. And uh, since we're in town, uh, a couple of people have called me, like yourself, and uh, 
uh, they asked me to uh, host the uh, RCA's, the Retailer's Choice Awards. So right after uh, the book signing, we're headed over across the convention hall and uh, going to do uh, host the ICRS, uh, excuse me, the RCA, Retailer's Choice Awards. So kind of, that's kind of what we're doing here, man. That's what, what God brought us to Atlanta for. One of the things Orlando. in um, in looking at this, the title of the book, It's Not Over, uh, but the subtitle I love is How to Keep Moving Forward When You Feel Like You're Losing the Fight. Um, <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot of this this podcast is for leaders in worship at all areas of the worship arts of helping them, you know, equipping, connecting, and developing leaders. And there's a lot of times when they feel like, man, is this worth the fight? Yeah. And, um, you know, you being has served in a worship pastor role and now, even though you're you're out full time, you're still connected very yeah. closely with the local church. And one of the things that that we're talking about is you have the ability of kind of getting the pulse and heartbeat of where worship pastors are at right now. Yeah. And what are some of the things that you're finding with worship pastors? What are things that they're they're needing? Where are they at? Yeah, I mean we're in a, we're in a different church every week weekend, and so one thing I think um, that worship leaders all around the world need to understand is that uh, we're unique people, man. We're created differently. We think more passionately sometimes about things. Um, you're not alone. You know uh, what you're walking through. Uh, everyone else is walking through it. I, I always say this to worship leaders. It's the same spirit, just different faces. Yep. I mean, there's always the first service blues. The bagel hasn't <laughs> hit the belly. So it's kind of like first service is a little bit better than second service or third yeah. if you have multiple services. How do we recruit you know, musicians? Do you pay musicians? Do you not? How do you find musicians? Yeah. Choir, you know, um, is my sound man saved? You know, <laughs> all, these, uh, all these issues that um, worship leaders are walking through, I think you, you need to understand that there are other people you know, walking through it just like you, um, you know, pastor worship leader relationship. How do I get along with my pastor? How close is too close? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you're finding that worship leaders today are a lot more savvy with technology and which kind of forces them to not have to be relational. Um, but at the same time, there are those, you know, worship pastors, um, worship leaders who are relational, they're just not tech savvy. It's either or. There's yeah. never that, yeah. like you and me, bro, those yeah. perfect guys. <laughs> I yeah. say that tongue in cheek. But man, you know, we're seeing um, a lot of creativity, a lot of worship teams making their own records. And to be honest, one of the negatives, man, that I'm seeing is there's a lot of worship teams singing songs and really not entering into a place of worship. And, you know, one of my mantras is, is leaders go first. You've got to go into that secret place yeah. before you can take anybody else there with you. And a lot of these guys are hiding behind their pedal boards. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys are hiding behind their motifs and their Yamaha drum mm -hmm. kits and their microphones and expecting somebody else to take them into a place. And But, you know, one thing I've learned from some of the greatest worship leaders and musicians that, you know, that I've heard of um, is that they're really in love with Jesus. I yeah. mean, you as a pastor, as a worship leader, you spend time studying the Word of God. Yeah. I mean, you spend time searching the things of God. You spend time serving. And I think there's a lot of people out there that just don't understand. You know, they're so busy with music. Right. They're so busy with, you know, the Martha attitude of getting things perfect that they forget the Mary attitude, you know, just sitting at the feet of Jesus and absorbing 
who he is for them, you yeah. know, because leaders go first. Yeah, and that's one of the things in our ministry and our church where we serve in Orlando is uh, we started last year and we did the same thing this year of taking some time at the beginning of the year. You know, our church always does a, um, a fast at yeah. the beginning of the year, but also taking some time just as our rehearsal and not worrying about, we're not going to worry about learning any new music yeah. for the next four weeks. Yeah, so awesome. we're going to spend time and we're just going to pray. Yeah. We're going to put on a CD and we're just going to see what God does. Yeah. And what God has done in us and through us is revolutionizing way more than if we would have just taken and said, no, we have to get these three songs done yeah. and we have to get that lick just right and and get all of that so one of the things that i also wanted to hit was the song we talk about the book it's not over yeah but there's a lot of songs that uh that you've been writing and recording over the past couple of years that have just been um kind of a now message Mm. not only for the church but for people that are just coming into the church and mm-hmm. um, the song It's Not Over yeah. uh, that CD uh, just released a few months that, ago yeah, yeah. Uh, the Spanish version is going to uh, release uh, in the fall of 2012 and uh, so we're looking forward to that and then the book as well uh, the first Tuesday of September 2012 wow. yeah man I think you know I've always uh, I've been asked how do you write a worship song um, when I was first getting started in playing guitar, you know, playing keyboard, playing bass, one of my mentors, um, one of my Young Life leaders, his name was Frank, I walked into his apartment one day because we were about to do a guitar session, and he was just had his guitar up, and he had just bought this brand-new Ovation guitar, right? It was like <laughs> late 80s, early 90s, something like that. And he was playing this beautiful blue Ovation guitar, and I'm like, dude, that's a killer guitar. And he's like, check this out. And what he said was, check this out. You know, I'm listening to the tone of it. But he started like playing key of G, and then he dropped to the four, the C, and then the five, the D, mm. and he'd go to the six minor, the A minor, and he would just go, ooh, da, da, you're so good, God. I love, and I'm like, dude, is that a new song? And he goes, no, no, check out the tone. And I'm like, oh, I thought that was a new song. That was really cool what you were doing. I go, what are you doing? And he goes, I don't know. I'm just singing what kind of comes to my heart. Wow. And it that has always stuck with me. It's like I ran into somebody in San Diego who you only know what they were doing the night before. Mm-hmm. You could guess what this person was doing and up to because yeah. they were beat up. I mean, yeah. they looked like they were spent. And God kind of gave me a word. I didn't know this person at all. My drummer was with me. And it's a Sunday morning, <laughs> and we're getting ready to go minister at the Rock Church there at Miles yeah. McPherson. And I just lean over, and I look at this person, and I said, hey, you don't know me from Adam, but you just need to know. God, you know, I'm a minister, and God just spoke to me, and I just want you to know that you're not over. You are not, it's not yeah. over. And this person just began to cry. And the power of God just kind of hit, you know, what, yeah. what I would know is the power of God to hit. And so I prayed for him, you know, gave him a couple of websites to the church, gave him the church number of the Rock Church, invited him to church. Never saw him ever again. This was a few years ago. Well, I go up to get my guitar after breakfast, and I pick up my guitar, and I turn on my iPhone, my recorder, and I wrote, it's not over, it's not finished, it's not ending, it's only the beginning, because when God is in it, yeah, all things are new. And this song just began to pour out from this life, real life experience. And, 
people are so kind in what they say, you know, man, it's a now song, it's a French song, it's, and to be honest, man, it's just, it's just a song that's honestly what I've walked through. Right. Um, or what I see somebody walking through that's close to me. Yeah. And I just kind of, you know, like every songwriter should do, call Israel Houghton and have him finish it for you. <laughs> um, you know, I called my friend Israel and I said, you know, I got this idea for a song. So we met in a hotel somewhere in Phoenix and pounded out three or four songs that were in my heart and they ended up being on my next record. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how it all happened. You know, I had, um, right after this had happened, it was one of the first times that we sang, right after that CD was released, we sang It's It's Not Over. And just while we were singing it, in the middle of that, I just felt God just drop in my heart that there was somebody that was dealing with suicide. Wow. And um, just, you came here to church, you're just giving it one last shot, yeah. but you've already decided mm-hmm. that it's done. Wow. I'm, I'm finished. And, you know, any time when you're getting ready to share that, you're like going, oh, God, I hope this is not me. <laughs> and um, Hope somebody and so, responds yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, like... um, and so I just... I just said, hey, you know, I'm not going to call you forward, but just wow. know that today yeah. that it's not over. And uh, God was just doing some incredible things at that time. Yeah. And uh, not knowing, okay, you know, I just, I trust God and, and uh, that he has something and a word for someone. And what happened? What happened? Uh, after the service, uh, my wife and I were down at the front and, and the senior pastor's wife yeah. brought a young lady up and said, Pastor Matt, we want to introduce you to this lady. She's the one that you were talking about. Wow. And she began to share her heart. She said, I don't even know why I came to church today. Um, I was done. I I didn't even want to do anything. Just a couple weeks ago, had another guy that came up. We had had done this song, and he had been um, itinerating at different churches Mm -hmm. and was... Um, speaking for a campgrounds or something and so he was sharing and they had been doing that for a while and they came to him and said hey we're going to be going a different direction so so this is you know going to be last last week you know yeah. for you speaking yeah and he was an older guy that he left that day saying god i don't know i guess this was a good season and a good time wow. and uh, i appreciate this time and he said there was some sadness in my heart going I guess this is it. This is in. He came to church on that Sunday, was late to church. He walked in while we were singing It's Not Over. Oh, my God. And uh, he came and shared with me that Wednesday night after. He said, I went home. He said, within the next day, I had had two or three invitations to speak at churches. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, Look at so that. So just seeing, you know, there's nothing cooler than being able to hear how God is taking some of the things that, Wow. Just while you were sharing, just got dropping something in your heart. Man, well, um, I tell you, when I, uh, a few months after that is when the accident with Josiah happened. And I literally, I was coming to Florida. I was doing the Global Day of Prayer up mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. And I landed all these 911 texts. And this is all in the book, but uh, that story, um, I, I ended up getting the news and just stumbled out of the plane, fell on my face just past the ticket counter in Terminal A and started singing that song. Wow. And little did I know that I was prophetically speaking a song over my son uh, yeah. six months before while I was writing that song. Yeah. 
and that song just meant so much to me. So to hear stories like that, it's so cool. You know, and I'm sitting here going, man, I'm a dad. You know, people might hear my name or hear my song, and that's how they'll think of me. But I'm a dad, bro. Right. I mean, we're just normal people. And I'm in awe that God would choose, you know, to take some words that I kind of compiled together with a buddy of mine. And he would use it to speak through you here in Florida, speak to me while I'm crying on the floor, to speak to somebody who is walking through an issue. Josiah, at the end of this video, he says, uh, he comes on because we made this video and he says, you know, you might not have a broken neck, but you might have a broken heart. Yeah. And I want you to know Jesus can fix that. Yeah. And as we've sung that song, worship leaders from all around the world uh, have emailed me, you know, yeah. and said, man, we are walking through, you know, some trials and stuff. But I, I know that this is a call not a job yeah you know me leading worship a job i'd come in late and leave early but this is mm -hmm. a call i'm gonna come yeah. in early i'm gonna stay pour my heart out for these people pour my heart out for jesus and i'm gonna leave when everybody's been ministered to and i think you know as a worship leader that writes songs and that is able to travel i think there's some worship leaders out there that need to know that it's not over you know yeah, exactly that, uh, just because uh Things aren't going exactly the way they thought they should go. They're not called to leave. I heard John Bevere say once that submission isn't submission until you disagree. Exactly. You know? yep. Just because you're not seeing eye to eye with your pastor or the board members or whoever doesn't mean you're done. You know, right. I think uh, when God is in it, man, there's no limit. Exactly. You know, and I've been in those times of, of transition of just waiting on God saying, mm. okay, God, what what is it? And... Um, what do you have for me next? Or is there something for me next? And just being open and broken and saying, God, whatever, whatever it is that you have for me, I'm, I'm first a follower of you. So good. And then I'm a husband and a dad, you know, like you said, I, and I watched that. And when your son came on and he shared that, I'm just <laughs> holding back tears yeah. and just, uh, yeah. you know, just fighting it back going, man, there's nothing that will get to your heart quicker than, you know, seeing your kids yeah. share the message of Christ as well. Man, I think there's so many people that think there's some sort of spiritual thing that needs to happen first before I am able to get up or stand or move forward. Yeah. The, you know, I honestly think uh, the spiritual part's been done. Mm -hmm. I actually think uh, everybody has the keys. Yeah. Everybody knows that the blood of Jesus covers it all. It's just there are times where we're too lazy, too weak, or too distracted or discouraged to actually turn those keys. Yeah. Because I, I really think it's an attitude. It's, I got to wake up every day and go, I'm called to this. Because not everybody's going to like the way I sing. Not everybody's going to like my book. Not everybody's going to like the way I write or I worship or I lead. I'm too Latin. I'm too tall. I'm too fat. <laughs> I'm too good looking. I'm too whatever, you know, and you fill in the blank. So I got to know that I know. I, and I know. I know yeah. what I'm called to do. I know who I am and not everybody's going to like me but I don't do it because I want people to like me right I do it and worship leaders do it because God's called us he's pulled us and I got to wake up every day sometimes and just believe right and your position of where you're at or location or church doesn't define who you are so or who you aren't absolutely and uh, that you're going to lead worship regardless if you if you aren't at a church if you're in that transition of saying I'm still going to spend my time rehearsing if I'm not at a church 
Thursday nights, I'm going to be in a room in a and room. I'm going to be rehearsing. It's good. And um, just I'm, knowing that God has that. I love that quote. It's not what happens to you that defines you. It's what you do with what happens to you. Yeah. That eventually defines who you are. Exactly. Well, Ricardo, thank you so much for your time. I know you have uh, a lot of things going on today, and I want to thank you for stopping by and uh, just being willing to share with worship leaders, and we're excited about what God has for you in the future. Matt, love you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. God bless. Well, thank you for listening to the Leaders in Worship podcast. You know, today the theme of this has been It's Not Over. And maybe you might find yourself in a situation that uh, you're wondering where to turn or maybe what to do. I just want to tell you, it is not over. The situations that you might find yourself in, uh, God has a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And so I encourage you, take a look at the show notes. There are links to the YouTube video that Ricardo was talking about with the testimony of his son, Josiah and also the upcoming book and an area where you can pre-order that, as well as pick up the CD, It's Not Over. This is a message that you can take and hold on to, and when you're going through some circumstances, you can know that everything is going to be okay, and uh, you will make it through. Well, I hope today that you have enjoyed this show, and uh, we thank you again, as always, for tuning in to the Leaders in Worship podcast. God bless.